Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Joe, the kid Perez. What's up, dude? Uh, we got a great, great, great show today. We got Cynthia Cavillo calling in. Uh, we got Touchy Feely calling in and Phil Baroni, who is fighting Chris Lieben and Bare Knuckle Boxing coming up. So can't we touch, to talk to all those people. Um, I want to thank Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana in California is legal. Yes, about time. And the best place to go is Speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed. And tell them MMA Roasted sent you. Okay, it'll help me. And uh, they're great people. And trust me, they give me a box every week. And I get the, I get the best weed you could have. I get edibles. I get uh, marijuana joints. pens. I get joints. I get THC lube. sex lube. Yeah. Uh, I get marijuana beef jerky. I get those little dips, cannabis dips. It's just it's unbelievable what they give me, and and I I, I love all of it. It's amazing. Uh, I they, also as well as CBD oil. I, I've been doing Muay Thai, and my, my joints are sore. I'm 40 years old, so I'm not like Joe. What are you 22, 23? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't have the the the, the pep in my step that I once had. So the, the masculinity CB- is what you're trying to say. No, that's not what I'm trying to say, you uh. idiot. Okay, bro, I'm trying to say <laughs> my joints don't work as well as they used to be. All right, uh, but the joints that they give me work. Amazing. <laughs> there it is. So <laughs> check out speedweed.com. Uh, mention Roasted to get $10 off. Orders $100 or more. Go to speedweed.com and follow them at Speedweed uh, or LA Speedweed on Twitter and Instagram. So um, my wife still haven't had the baby yet. She's uh, seven days late. What's her actual due date? It was July 28th. Was it? Yeah, so she's late. Oh, I'm no. It might be to, a giant baby, dude. Um, or either that or the, uh, the father's black because, uh, <laughs> because black people are, are late a lot, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, not about her being, but I'm, I'm, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, tonight we're going and she's getting, we went to the doctor and she's not dilating yet. And they said they, got a, they might have to put a, uh, or they're going to put a balloon up there, yeah. a balloon catheter, which I then said, is a clown going to put it up there? And the guy said, no. Uh, the doctor looked at me and just said, no. I go, does it come out looking like a dog? He didn't like my jokes. But yeah, oh, so they're, no. so they're, uh, they're putting a, a balloon up there, and uh, it's tough. I feel bad because my wife is in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. and it's just like she's just she having contractions. Lots of contractions, and, uh, but no baby yet. Our baby's you know, making us wait. She's kicking mm. a lot. Okay, that's uh, good. So yeah, so that's, that's that. Um, and then uh, what did I do? I had a, a great show on Friday. did the Ha Ha, hosted both shows. And of course, like Russell Peters called me up, said he wanted to come down. Uh-huh. So I, I invited Russell, and then um, Russell came down, and I told the I, right after the first show, Terry tells me, "Hey, tell the crowd they could stay for the second show if they buy two more drinks." So I'm like, "Okay." So then I'm like, "Oh shit! I know I got to do 25 more minutes up top," which is no, which is no, I already heard your material. Yeah, which is no problem. It was easy, but I just you know it wasn't like I prepared. But that's it. You know, you do comedy long enough, or just. Someone tells you what to do, you just do it. Did nobody buy tickets for the second show? Is that what it was? It was half full, but they okay. wanted it all full. And Russell came in and murdered. Did 45 minutes of murdered. And they uh, took me to the fights. I couldn't get tickets to the fights. I wanted to take you. I wanted to take all these people. Uh-huh. So me and Russell went to the fights. First he bought had, tickets? No, no. They, uh, Cody No Love's team gave him tickets. Wow, okay. Which is hard because I was sitting in that section. Oh, no. With, with like the No Love's. And uh, not a lot of love uh, during that fight. <laughs> and I felt so bad because he had a little, his sister that was there and she was mm. crying. And, like, she was like 11 or something. No. And it's just like, yeah. 
But the experience, the fight itself, just being the, that card was amazing. It was amazing. a great card, dude. Yeah. Everybody said, look at this dog shit card. It's boring. What the fuck? And that always happens. Like yeah. UFC 200 with Brock, everyone's like, this is going to be the best card ever. Yep. And people are like spending billions of dollars. This card had a bunch of like hungry, I don't want to say no names, but lesser known fighters. And they all fought like champs. Yeah. I mean, I was there. Once again, I get to the fight. Doors open. First fight's at three thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm there at three thirty. I had coached wrestling yeah, I at, from eleven. I did a private, eleven to twelve. It's hard to do a private with one kid because I just let a ten year old beat me up for an hour. Nice. Uh, and then, um, and then I had a bunch of kids coming. And I actually, one of my former students came, and Jamie Kilstein came. I mean, you know, me and Jamie have become pretty good friends, and um, we're actually really good friends. And uh, it was that was awesome. And then I go to the fights, and I'm the only one there. Really? It's like me and like, I mean, there were other people there, but I'm like, man, I don't understand. You got the best seats in the house. These people come for like the last two fights. And, and like, it's MMA. There's going to be so many better fights usually on the undercard. Yeah. And there was. Uh, let's, let's, let's go through it. First of all, I once again parlayed it and got killed on my parlay. You bet? Yeah, I bet 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, it's not bad. Well, also, I was thinking like the, the, the seats that I had would have cost me thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm up. Yeah, you know you're what I'm up, saying? dude. But of course, I bet on guys who've, who've like been on the podcast like an idiot. Because I'm, and so I bet Shorty Torres. That I'm like, oh, he's definitely going to win. Mm-hmm. He's undefeated. Uh, Alex is good. This guy, Alex, who he's fighting. And uh, he, got, he got wrecked. But didn't Shorty fight like a month ago, dude? Yeah, but he also, that was against uh, the monkey the, guy. Yeah. The monkey guy knocked himself out. Yeah. And Shorty was losing that card. Uh, was losing that fight. Yeah. Before he knocked himself out. He says he did it on purpose. Like he, he set himself up to get. Like, like Shorty orchestrated him knocking himself out. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. So let's go through it. Marlon Vera looked great. Super happy for him. It's a good fight. Uh, yeah. And then Daniel Taylor, I think, has the best butt in MMA. Yeah. Her, she's like three foot four. Like, all her weight is in her butt. And her legs. She's got some thick, giant legs, Holy dude. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and uh, you know what? She fought this girl, uh, Well Zhang. And uh, I was there. And I think she won t- Taylor. You do? I do. She was landing the harder shots. Right. Uh, and I think she won, but they gave it to Wally Zhang. Um, it was unanimous. I don't know. I, maybe I'm crazy. But would you still sleep with a woman even though she's that short? Like, does a does short thing kind of turn you off or no? I mean, it's not like a little person. I'm just not into little people. I feel like it's borderline, though. She's like borderline I don't dwarf. think it's borderline. Some people are into little people, and that's, that's just not my, that's uh-huh. not my thing. Yeah, I might, you know, uh, uh, really? That's not your thing? Not re- I mean, a little bit. I can see it. I can see it, but... It's just not really my thing. I yeah. mean, I'd, I'd definitely bang her, dude. I'd definitely bang her. It's just, it's just some, there's something about a girl that's that short. It's kind of like, dang. Is, I mean, she's, she's in the fours, you think? 4'11? I, th- I think she's like five foot even or something. Five like foot's that. fine. Yeah. I think the cutoff is like 4'11. Yeah. I think I dated a cheerleader that was like five foot, and she gave me, she gave really good head. I got, I got a, a UCLA cheerleader. Nice. Yeah, here's what happened. See, uh, I used to, when I opened up the Westwood Brewing Company, mm-hmm. there was this bar in Westwood, mm-hmm. and I came out to LA, I had nowhere to perform, and I was like, I gotta start my own show. Because I was used to getting like 10 spots a week in New York. Mm-hmm. So I go to UCLA, I walk around, I tell everyone that Chris Rock's gonna be at this club. And I, but I knew that if I got hot girls, then I would get good comics. Mm-hmm. But the, every, so a sororities had a thing where you can go make an announcement. Anybody could just walk into a sorority house, on, it was called uh, Row Walk, whatever, and they would all be dressed, on Minor's Monday, they're all dressed in, in whatever, like these huge, beautiful, these beautiful dresses. You can go in there. So I went in there every Monday, like, hey guys, comedy show. And they were so annoyed with me because I didn't go to the school, number one. Uh-huh. And number two, 
they knew that there was a fucking show, but the place only held 40 people. Uh-huh. And of course, the sorority girls came. Before you know it, I had the hottest show. I had the Wayans brothers showing up and Chelsea Handler. That's and awesome. Nick Swartzen and all these, Dane Cook and all these comics. Because when you get hot chicks, you're going to get good comics. Because comics want to perform in front of hot women. It's just, okay. It's the secret of comedy. All right, so, the, the girls, a lot of the sororities were really cool, but some of them actually were just, they fucking hated me mm-hmm. because I was annoying. Uh-huh. So, and I, I would even bring like Theo Vaughn with me or whoever. One time they had a super soaker into my head when I came through the door. It was so disrespectful. What? Like, really, here I am just trying to make, make, a, make, a, make a living as a comic and, and I'm promoting and you're allowed to promote and I was putting on a free show for the college kids and they were, I mean, sometimes they would invite me to dinners with them and I'd, I'd eat with them and, or I would end up doing crowd work and just heckling them while they're, but so what ended up happening was I ended up uh, hooking up with a couple of sorority girls and getting blowjobs in the houses. At the same time, dude? No, no, just like a different time. Okay. But I remember thinking to myself, like, aha, I got gotcha. you. You won. I, I kind of won. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't old. I was 27, 26. I was like, you know, I was still in my 20s. Okay, that's where fair. I think it was, and these girls were 21, 22. That's hot. Maybe 20. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that, that, that's what I did back in the day. Well, I don't know why I'm talking. But yeah, there was one girl that was like four foot eleven. That was uh, that was really cool, and then and then, and then I did a, a kamikaze comedy where I had Corey Holcomb do his comedy set for them. If you don't know Corey Holcomb, he's the most offensive, misogynistic, hilarious comedian. And uh-huh. If you look up comedians or, or women hate Corey Holcomb on YouTube, I was in the background laughing. He, he did his act for these girls uh-huh. and told them that like that they're. After sex, their their value depreciates tremendously, and there's a whole bit about that, and it's the funniest thing ever. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Up next, other, Perez. Other fights, uh, the Shaman won also. Ricky Ricky Simone, I had him in my parlay. He won. He beat Montel Jackson. Yeah. And, uh, that was a great fight. The fight of the night was Pedro Munoz, Brett Johns. Brett Johns, we've had him on the show before. Mm-hmm. Even though he lost that fight, that dude is the kind of guy, if you're... And if you and your boys are in a fight, and it's like you and your friend against 10 people, uh-huh. that's the guy you want to have your that back. That dude can get stabbed and shot 100 times, and he'll still come at you. He can, he can die and come back as a zombie and still kick your ass. He's though. got that Welsh, yeah. tough, like, he reminds me of, like, Brad Pitt and, and like, Snatch. Or, I mean, he just has that thing about him where he's not going to give mm. up. I hope, I know he lost two fights in a row. Now to Pedro Munoz, before that to Aljamain Sterling. I hope they don't cut him. He's he, fun. Fun to watch. Yeah, he's fun. And awesome. Uh, Tiago Santos, Santos beat Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland was getting the crap eaten out of him and talking shit. If you're going to talk shit during a fight, you can't do it while you're losing. You just can't. You, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, he looked okay, though. He just had a lot of... There were a lot of ways where Tiago... Tiago Santos was better everywhere. Um, and then uh, also... Cub Swanson, that was hard to watch. That was. I felt so bad because it's his hometown. He came in. He was like super positive and dude. I was kind of worried for him too because that dude, Mociano, yeah. Moicano, that dude's scary, dude. Scary, but also it just shows you how stupid the rankings are because he was ranked number four, I think. The other guy was ranked number nine or ten, and Mociano was a three to one favorite. Uh-huh. Like, why does a three to one? How do you have a three to one favorite of a guy who's ranked five times higher than you? It makes absolutely no sense. Right. Uh, so that's two down for Swanson, two losses in a row, or three? Uh, that's... I think it's two, because his last was Brian Ortega? No, that was, it was Ortega, Frankie Edgar, and now um, this guy. He's such a streaky fighter. He's one of those dudes that loses three in a row and mm-hmm. then wins three in a row. Uh, I think he might be... Look, I, I used to have this joke and had a philosophy that once you get a super hot girlfriend uh-huh. or wife, you're done. As an athlete, as an actor, as a singer... 
you look at like um, some of these great athletes over time, okay. and and what happened? Like when Derek Jeter was dating Mariah Carey, or when A Rod was dating J Lo, mm-hmm. they they, did, they couldn't hit anymore. It was over. Okay. Mike Tyson started fucking Robin Givens. Uh, Robin Gibbons back in the day was bad. Who I mean, the hell is Robin the, Gibbons? Robin Gibbons back in the day was like boom. She was on the movie Boomerang. She was on a show called Head of the Class, which is way before your time. Uh-huh. And she was part of the demise of Mike Tyson was the demise of Mike Tyson, but she was also part of it. Uh, you look at some of these athletes, and Cubs girl is smoking hot. Uh-huh. She was the one that used to host uh, the Best of Pride, and um, she's a. Uh, She's, is she blonde? No, no. She's brunette. Okay. She's Latino. There's uh, so many of these fighters whose wives look identical to each other. Like Chad Mendez and Demetrius and some other dude. Like all their wives look identical. Oh, yeah. TJ's wife. They All their wives look exactly the same. Like, Kenda Perez. Her, her, name is, her name is Kenda Perez. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she's bad. But I just think that like sometimes when you get a super hot chick, your career, like Ben Affleck, when he was dating J-Lo, mm-hmm. uh, his career went to shit. Mm-hmm. Mark Anthony, another guy, like he was like the, the bad, baddest dude. That's why you got to go out with like Roseanne uh, Barr or, uh, you know, Precious. You, you, you got to find a girl that's just not going to... Precious? Yeah, this is not going to fuck up your, your, like, your, like, your, your like mojo. Yeah. Uh, maybe. maybe. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, so Cub, I, I felt bad for him. It just seemed like his head wasn't really into it. But look, his wife's pregnant with twins. He's got a beautiful daughter. Made some money. Uh-huh. He's had a great career, so you know maybe it's time to ride off in the sunset. I don't know. I don't want to see him taking losses like this. The good news is that he didn't really get hurt. Like I saw him after the fight, like ten minutes after. Yeah, he just came out to the stands, right? Yeah, he had a busted lip, but he didn't really look like he was in. You know, he didn't take a beating. Beating. Yeah, um, that's good. Which is good. And then of course, uh, DJ uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson versus Henry Cejudo. Damn, dude. A lot of people are conflicted on this. They say Henry didn't really win. They go, in order to beat the champ, you got to really beat him decisively. Look, that was the case in boxing in the 60s, 50s, the 70s, the 80s, maybe even the 40s. Not the case in boxing anymore. Mm-hmm. And not the case in MMA. Do I like that? In order to beat the champ, you got to beat the champ? Sure. It's a great philosophy, and that's a great way to do it. But that's not how they do it anymore. Mm-hmm. We go round by round. We go points by points. And Henry Cejudo won that fight. Yeah, he definitely won. Did he dominate? No. Did he crush him? No. Did he win? Yes. Yeah. If you, if you, you, know, when you factor in takedowns, it was pretty even on striking, uh, and that's what happened. So, and it's super impressive, like when you watch that first round, like how he injured his foot or whatever the hell happened with his nerve. It's like, right when I saw that happen, I'm like, dude, it's the first round. He's already about to lose because it's some freak accident. But it's crazy to see how he just jumped back and came back and won that five round fight. And you know, of course, DJ should get the rematch. Of course, you don't become the most dominant champ of all time mm-hmm. and and break all these records and not get a rematch. Mm-hmm. Especially somebody destroyed him in the first fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand Henry wants to go to one thirty five. Look, DJ is not a very liked champion. People don't. People were cheering for Henry in the thing. Henry's not from California, mm-hmm. and neither is DJ. People wanted to see Henry win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like he's a gold medalist, blah, blah blah. He doesn't have a great personality either for fighting. It's not exactly like Henry Cejudo's the guy that everyone's just gonna run to. Is like he's our guy. Uh-huh. But DJ is a little shy, a little arrogant, a little this, but doesn't really connect with a lot of people. Do I like Demetrius Johnson? Sure, mm-hmm. I met him on him numerous times. Great guy, nice guy. I'm a fan. I'm a fan for life. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that it's not like 
you know, it's not like Chael or uh, Conor McGregor or, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier now or even there are certain guys that people just, they just, that's, that's their guy. Right. Uh, they, they go not GSP, Nick Diaz. I mean, they're, the, they're the just, the fans just love the, those fighters. Demetrius Johnson is amazing, but doesn't really connect with the fans. Mm-hmm. Why? Maybe it's, you could say a lot of reasons. So one, maybe, the, maybe it's the weight class. Maybe it's because he's just so much better than everybody and he's so dominant. He doesn't talk smack. He's not rude. He doesn't really, you know, it's just, that's just the way he is. But does anybody in that division connect with the fans? Uh, at 125? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not really. And you can maybe blame the division, but I know in boxing, Prince Nassim had a lot of fans. I mean, if there was a guy just blowing, knocking everybody out, like a little guy that was just, Talking yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Dodson was going to be that guy. Uncle Creepy kind of connected with the fans for a second. Yeah. I saw him after the fight. He looks great, by the way. He seems very happy, healthy, happy, healthy in a great place. So that's cool. So you're calling for immediate rematch? Immediate rematch. Okay. Unless he goes to 35 and fights uh, TJ Dillashaw. Would you like that fight or no? Yes. I would too. I would too. I would love, of course. You got, whenever you have two champions fight each other, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good fight. I don't know who wins that fight. Would you rather see that or the TJ versus Dominic Cruz fight? <sighs> Man, I mean, Dominic Cruz beat him twice. But Dominic Cruz, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of different factors there. Uh, I mean, Dominic hasn't fought in like three years. I mean, what about Morace? I mean, Morace is just yeah destroying everybody. I think he deserves it. I mean, he just knocked out uh, Jimmy Rivera in 30 seconds, and then yep. he also who else did he beat? Somebody also he just Aljamain Sterling. He beat Aljamain Sterling. I mean, quickly, and somebody else he beat really quickly. I can't remember. Was uh, it uh, Henning Brow? No. No, no, no. I can't remember. Uh, but somebody else. I mean, that guy, I think. If, anyone, if you're going to give a guy a shot, it's that guy. So how do you think he does against TJ? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the way he, the same guy that shows up against Aljamain Sterling and, and against Jimmy, Jimmy Rivera was on an 18-fight winning streak. Yeah. And. Uh, who, who'd he beat? I think they still should make the Jimmy Rivera Dominic Cruz fight just for so Dominic can have a warm up fight because I get kind of nervous to see him go straight into a title fight when he's had such a long layoff. So I think it'd be I'd I'd be, I'd be fine with TJ versus Marlon or TJ versus Henry. I think um, TJ Henry draws more and sells more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to I'm looking right now who he just beat. He beats because I know people are probably screaming it at me while while, while watching. That's, that's that's what I do when I listen to podcasts. Like, yeah, he beat this person. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, he beat uh, what's his name? Marion Marais just beat. He knocked out somebody quick. Uh, this dude, um, mixed martial art. Jim Rivera was the last guy he beat. He yeah. Alzheimer Sterling, John Dotson, he barely beat. Uh, and he lost to Asuncio. But before that, he, he was murdering people in WSOF. His last fight before that was 2011. Wait, so fight. how long is his win streak right now? It's two. But you got but he beat Sterling and Rivera. You're right. I mean, those are, those are amazing guys. Right. So I think he deserves the title shot next. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about the Cody Nolov. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, according to TJ, Cody's chin is gone. They were talking about his chin back in practice. It doesn't make a great case that he hasn't a great chin by the last fight, but that mm. just could be certain fighters. Get I me? Mean, he got hit sort of on the side of the head, mm-hmm. which knocks out your equilibrium. 
I don't think the fight was stopped too soon. I think it was stopped in the right area. I mean, look, a lot of guys didn't have the best chin and did very well. And look at Vladimir Klitschko got knocked out a bunch of times, and he figured out how to fight by not getting his chin tested. Mm -hmm. There are guys, I remember Arlovsky. Andre Arlovsky was getting fucking clobbered. And he knocked out like four times in a row. And then he figured out a way to fight where he wasn't getting his chin tested. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have the best chin to be a very successful fighter. You don't. Obviously, it helps. Right. If, you a, if you're Chris Lieben, you can get hit with a car and fucking not. <laughs> it obviously helps. But it's not the end-all, be-all. It's to figure out a way to fight and not get clipped. Right. And that was not the best way to fight on Saturday night for Cody Nolo. Mm. Uh, but I think Cody can come back. He's a champ. He's a champ at life. He's a good dude. And he's, a, he's solid. Like he just needs to figure out, you know, better game plan. Game plan is everything, man. Do you, uh, get, do you get sad for these fights that are super hyped up, like this one, that end up only lasting, like, one round or a couple seconds? I get so uh, depressed. No, so, because I get more sad for when it's a five-round stinker. Yeah. You know, or when it's people are falling asleep or booing or right. chanting, fight, 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 you know? Right. Like in the in Ganu versus the Black Beast. I mean, they were chanting fight. Yeah, they were chanting fight. Wow. That's you know, like in middle school. Remember middle school when everyone would circle around, yep. two kids, and people go fight, fight, fight. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening when you have two of the baddest heavyweights in the world. Yeah. So I get more upset about that. Damn. Uh, world Series of Fighting or PFL, PFL uh, took place on Thursday night, um, and uh, there were some great fights in that. Did you watch it? Nope. Okay. Well, Jason <laughs> High, who I think has the worst luck in the history of fighting. He fought this dude who uh, is a beast. Nathan Schultz is the truth, people. He tapped High in one round. And High is a good fighter. And he beat Chris Wade up. So Nathan Schultz, people, look out for that name. I, you heard it here first. This dude's the truth. Uh, Chris Wade came back. Awesome. Fought in Long Island. From Long Island. Started the fight with like a flying crane kick mm -hmm. almost landed it one in one round and I'll tell you Vinny Magalish looked like a world beater in there we you fought in MMA? yeah uh oh and he knocked out uh, he knocked out the former Bellator champion with a, a head kick that was awesome well followed by punches Vinny Magalish you know it just shows you how money motivates people because now there's a million dollars on the line and he's now won two fights in less than under a minute each wow killing people he submitted anybody? Uh, I think he beat Brandon Halsey. Uh, he's killing everybody. Okay. Because now he's a million dollars. He's like, fuck it. I'll train for a million dollars. Like, this mm -hmm. is a different Vinnie Magalish. This million dollar prize is uh, very motivating. Is I don't this, know. Is this the same card with um, Henzo, Henzo Gracie no, or Gary Tonin? That was uh, two weeks ago. That was PFL is the WSOF. That's in the US. One FC is in China. Oh, okay. And that was two weeks ago. Okay. To, to which, uh, yeah, those, those guys look great. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was a fun, uh, that, that PFLs, they got a good product and people should be, uh, paying more attention. I don't, I don't know. I guess they're spending all the money on the million dollars and not on advertising <laughs> or telling anyone, but they have Eve Edwards, Boz Rutten, Randy Couture announcing it. And, uh, they got great fighters and, uh, I'm all about PFL right now. I just wish people would know about it. How do you watch it in the first place? It's, it's, on, a, it's TV. on NBC sports. NBC? NBC. NBC. Yeah, yeah. And it's also on Facebook Live. Okay. Yeah. 
That it's might not, be easier. Yeah, you go to so, their so web page. It's great because you could actually actually know everyone that's watching it. It tells you on Facebook who's watching it. It's uh-huh. like me and like Kelvin Gastelum are, are like the oh, only that's two hilarious. people Is there a it. chat box where you can all type in the chat? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, of course. But then people start arguing over like Conor McGregor versus oh, Khabib. No. And then, yeah, it's the whole thing. But uh, by the way, that fight, I'm, I'm excited about it, but... It's one of those things where I'm not going to be that excited until like the week of, because mm-hmm. there's just so many chances of that not happening. Mm-hmm. Between Conor McGregor going on a coke oh, yeah. binge, yep. running around, beating up whatever he's doing, fighting crime, warlords, causing crime, yep. and Khabib getting hurt, you know, getting the mail. I just have to, I have to really see it for it to happen. And if Khabib misses weight, it's not going to be for a championship title. It's just going to be for a regular fight, right? Yeah. I don't think he's going to miss weight. He may wait for his last fight, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's on a new diet. He's looking ripped. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I look, this fight, I want Khabib to win. I like Khabib better. I just think that they got to teach this guy to put his chin down. His chin is straight up in mm-hmm. the air. And McGregor, look who he's knocked out. Look, Dustin Poirier, Jose Aldo, Eddie Alvarez, dropped Nate Diaz like four times in that second fight. Mm-hmm. This dude hits fucking hard. Don't think because he couldn't knock out Mayweather the best defensive fighter ever with 12-ounce gloves. He doesn't hit like a fucking, you know, shit brick house, whatever mm-hmm. it is, brick shit house. Whatever, the good hits so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm worried mm-hmm. for Khabib. Mm-hmm. Why is his chin still in the air? I don't know, but I think that's what makes this fight so exciting because, you know, if Khabib takes Connor to the ground, it's over. But if they decide to stand up for the entire fight, it's over. And that's going to be in Connor's favor, obviously. Of course. That's what makes it so exciting. Of course, yes, 100%. I'm, I'm so excited about this fight. Mm-hmm. So we're going to call Touchy Feely right now, who has a new rap song. What? And it's really good. What? Yes, I like it. I actually, actually, before we, uh, before we uh, call him, you actually want to hear the song? Let's hear it. All right, so we're going to actually, I'm going to play Touchy Feely's rap song. Uh, let me see where it is, if I can get it on YouTube. So yeah, um, it's good. I like it. Some people don't like it, don't like this genre of music. I'm, I'm all about it. And he's good in it. He's a good rapper. It's like, is it his song or he's like featuring on it? He's one of like five rappers. Uh, so, um, well, that's cool. I didn't know he was in a rap group, dude. Yeah. He's, oh, and and he was in a movie just recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, where he plays like a... I don't, well, we're, we're going to talk about him. So here, okay. So, Andre Philly rap song. It's called... Uh, where is this? Uh, Prof. Andre the Giant. Uh, here we go. Touchy feely. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I like it. I mean, I could see why. I don't know. Fuck everybody else. I like it. As long as I like it. It's, it's called Aya. Aya? A Y U H. It's O and U. Aya. This is Touchy Feely's rap song. Aya! I want to ask him what that means. You can watch it on YouTube. So this is this is him rapping. That's him. Yeah. Good, I ain't lonely from the suburbs to the slums. Yeah, bitch, I be raising and I'm still 
trying to build, fam, yeah. Why you always hating on the next man, yeah? Always talking money, you got no band, yeah. So, so uh, that's Outcasts and Underdogs by Andre Feely. He's in a straight up rap group, dude. Yeah, it's like I, 20 dudes. It's like tw- I think it's good. It's good. I like it. I approve. As a I rapper like myself, I approve. You're, oh. <laughs> I, I wonder if I'm having auditions. As a rapper yourself? Oh, thanks, baby. My, my wife just got me uh, some, uh, some uh, juice. juice. All right. Thanks, babe. Hello? Hey, is this Andre Feely? Hello. What's up, man? This is Adam Hunter and Joe Perez. Hello? Hey, hello. It's Andre Feely. Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? It's Adam Hunter. Oh, what's up? What's up, brother? Sure. Hey, can you hear me, okay? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me or no? Yes. Yes. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Adam, let me call you back in uh, 10 minutes. All right, no problem. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally cool. Hold on. All right. All right. So that was uh, Andre Feely. Cool. Uh, we're going to call him back. Uh, I like my girls kissing girls. My, I don't really like when my girls kiss girls, though. I just, I, I get like uh No, I get it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I, I think I would get jealous. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, what if Brie came out and said that she has like some, some like, not severe, but kind of deep sexual fantasies of being with another woman. Would you get concerned? Very concerned, of course. Really? I, I, Even if it's just like pure sexual, like she wants to suck on some titties or something. Uh, yeah, because I know a lot of girls that were uh, that left their men and just became like full-on lesbians. Yeah, I know somebody like that in real life too. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think I, I would get concerned. But, you know, I want her to be happy, but uh, I would probably, you know, I'd be annoyed. Hold on one sec. This is Andre. What's up, Andre? What up, brother? So yeah, I'm, I'm actually, we actually we actually played your verse from your song, the I like with my girls kissing girls, hey yeah. Right. <laughs> now now you do like you that now do you like your when your girls kiss girls or no? That's about all I like these days. Uh, <laughs> That's one of the only things I like. Uh, really? Now, that, now by the way, I, I happen to like the song a lot. Uh, I Thank I think it, it gets me pumped up. Are you gonna walk out to that song? I should, huh? You definitely should. Definitely should. I always walk out to uh, I always walk out to Mac Dre, who's like a local legend in Northern California. When I was like 15, hanging out, getting in trouble with all my friends and shit, I told them when I'm in the UFC, I'm gonna walk out to Mac Dre. So I always do it because I said I was gonna do it on, when I was 15. But now I walk out to my own shit now. Now is that your group? Now is that walking out to my own music? Now is that your group, Outcasts and the Underdogs? Yeah, that's my that's my little crew. That's my homies. I like it. I like it, man. It's uh, yeah. it seemed like now, now how that 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 video. How long did it take to like shoot that vid- that video? Uh, we just shot it in a day. It was kind of hard. Like it was the beginning of camp, and I knew that if I pushed it back later into camp, I wouldn't want to do it because I'm focused on the fight, you know. So we got it all done in a day. You got a big fight it's, coming it's, up it's, against. There's a really really uh, talented group of like dudes. No, I, I love it. Music videos and do and do like. Uh, video production stuff here in Sac, so I linked up with them and they got that shit done. I love it. Now, uh, now you got a fight coming up against Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, yep. uh, 
very, very talented fighter. Sometimes gets in his own way. Uh, plays, you know, as far as the Nate Diaz fight, the Justin Gagey fight. One of these dudes that you can get into his head. Is that, is that one of your plans? Uh, I don't know about all that. My plan is to punch him right on his fucking chin before he punches me. You know what I mean? Like, he's lost the good guys. He's lost, he's lost plenty of fights, but they're also really high-level guys. So this is a chance to prove that I'm one of those high-level guys. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not, really, I'm not really talking shit to him. I'm not trying to get his hand. I'm not doing that shit. I'm focusing on myself and, you know, as far as getting his ahead, it's going to be after the first exchange when I land and he feels my power, you know. And, yeah. No, and, uh, my movement and then he sees what I'm bringing to the table, like, he won't want to be there anymore. This fight has, like, fireworks written all over it, man. I mean. Yeah, it's going to be violent, dude. Uh, gonna, like you shouldn't let your kids, you shouldn't let your kids watch this fight. It's gonna be <laughs> fucked up. What happens? This is gonna now. Uh, when's the fight and where? Uh, two and a half weeks. Three weeks from Saturday, last Saturday, uh, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Wow. AKA the social hub of the United States. Yeah, I can't. Now I can't wait for this fight. This is, this is gonna be awesome. Now I didn't realize I was. Yeah, looking, I can't I was, fucking wait either. I, I was. I was looking you up. I didn't realize that you were half Samoan. Are you the smallest Samoan yeah. ever? Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> half Caucasian, half Polynesian, and uh, I'm the smallest Samoan ever, for sure. Because <laughs> like, be hard pressed to find another. You'd be real hard pressed. There's like two other Samoan fighters in the UFC. No, there's like three or four, I guess. So there's actually, I take that back. I think there's exactly five Samoan fighters. Three of them are heavyweights. <laughs> the other two are me and Holloway at 45. So like, <laughs> like it's like big and small, I guess. Wow! Now that's it. Yeah, no, I I love Samoans, but they are uh, very, very. They're very loyal people, but they're also violent people. Yeah, they're good. Like holy fuck! Yeah, they're fucking psychopaths. Yeah, they're complete psychopaths, but they're <laughs> fucking great people. Some of the nicest people, some of the nicest people are the sickest pricks. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I didn't realize that. Now, now, when, when you fought Holloway, did you think that when you were fighting him one day, this guy could be or will be the champion? Yeah, I knew he was good, you know, like, I thought that regardless of how that fight went, him and I would meet later on down the road, which I still, I think uh, him and I will fight for a world title one day, soon. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's my homie, though. Don't get me wrong, I fuck with Holloway, I believe, like, I try not to be, like, I'm not really good, like, friends with anybody at the division, because we're all going to fight, you know, like, I don't have a lot of friends that are 45ers that aren't on my team. But Holloway's one of the dudes that I really like. I really like, man. I really consider him a homie. He's he's a good person and handles his shit. And yeah, I got I got love for Holloway. He's a solid dude. One thousand percent. Now I know uh, it was it was rough Saturday with Cody. Um, have you talked to him? Yeah. What What do you think went wrong? Uh, yeah, I talked to him. I don't really talk to him about gameplay and shit. You know, I'm not his coach. Not really my job. I'm just here as a friend and a teammate, as a, a brother. You know. Just told him I love him, told him I'm proud of him, and keep his head up. You know, he seems like he's in good spirits. He's got a beautiful wife, brand new, beautiful baby boy. Like, life's all right, you know? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing good. I mean, it sucks to lose fights. Nobody ever wants to lose a fight, but he'll be all right. He'll bounce back. Now, did you tell him that you would, like, possibly try to, like, get cut to 35 and, like, avenge his loss and, like, beat TJ? No, nah, I think 35 is his, 45 is mine, and... Who knows? We'll see. But if TJ ever comes to 45, you know, who knows? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll fight anybody at 45. It don't matter to me, but I don't. I'm too big. To, I'm a small Simone, but I'm too fucking big to make 35. I'll tell you that. Right, right, right. By the way, so you came to I'm my a, show. You came to my show with your beautiful girlfriend, uh, gorgeous, <laughs> and I was giving you a hard yeah. time saying that you banged all the chicks, the Team Alpha Male, and everybody else. And then, she, and then she got mad at you that night, right? No, she didn't get mad. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? She's a girl. She's fucking, she's awesome. She's like one of the coolest girls I've ever met, but still a girl. She's not going to be stoked on hearing about how much pussy I used to get, you know? <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't that big of a deal. She never gets too mad about anything for too long. Good. She was just like, she was just like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> and I was like, no, you heard him. You heard him. Like, I, I used to get pussy, but... I'm gay. Remember, you heard him like, "Haha, it's all a joke." <laughs> but, 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 but I laughed way harder than she did. <laughs> now, where did you meet this girl? We've been dating for like two years, man. It's cool. It's like first real serious relationship. I'm doing all the corny in love shit that everybody talks about. Like, <laughs> she makes me want to be a better person, and all that corny shit people always talk about. Okay, that's all. That's where I'm at, man. Like, we've together for two years. Things are good. And, She's fucking hot. She's supportive. She's cool. She has good taste in music. You know, like, don't get much better, really. She's fucking awesome, man. So you think she's the one? Man, I really do. As corny as it sounds, like, I always used to make fun of my friends who were all lovesick, but that's where I'm at, man. Like, I never really thought I'd be a dude who, like, gets married and does the family thing, like, conventional family thing, but fuck, I'm going to do it. She's the one. Crazy man, cool like, as fuck, you know. It's crazy. Like when I first met you, yeah. you were single. You were, you had Paige Van Zandt. Say it again. When I first met you, you were single. You and Cody were both dating Paige Van Zandt, <laughs> and, and 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 now you're like, now he's married with a kid, and and now you're gonna get married. It's just crazy. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's like you can fight. I've had that fucking Peter Pan complex my whole life. When I growing up, I just turned twenty eight, and actually, it feels good. I was dreading it. Now I'm like, fuck, I'm an adult. Everything's good, dude. Like, I'm good. I'm set. Yeah, you're it's good. It's only getting better. Yeah. I'm young enough to do what the fuck I want, and I'm old enough to know how to do it. You know, it's like, everything's perfect, bro. You were also in a, a, a movie that Uriah Faber produced? Yeah, I just had my first, uh, first uh, role in a feature film, so it was fucking fun, man. It was really cool. I saw a picture of you, like, well, now you're a drug dealer? Or what, what, are you, what, what is this? What's going on? Yeah, I'm like a sketchy cousin that sells weed. <laughs> a sketchy guy with tattoos who sells weed. I was like, say no more, fam. I didn't have to get ready for the role. I was like, fuck. The script is about a home invasion that takes place on a weed farm. And all the characters are like sketchy weed dealers in Northern California. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's perfect. I didn't have to do any fucking homework. Like... This is just based on my life story. That's awesome. All good. Well, considering in high school you had like ankle bracelets on you, uh, so uh, <laughs> well, yeah, right after high school, right after <laughs> high school. So this is. <laughs> I made it through high school without a. Actually, no, I was on probation in high school, but I don't. I don't think I got like. I was never on house arrest or anything, but I was definitely on probation through high school. Well, you're doing great now, man. Uh, now, how are now? Are you yeah. is Sage Northcutt allowed to hang out with you? <laughs> Say again? Is Sage Northcutt allowed to be around you? I don't know, man. We talked about going to ride motorcycles, but I'm not, his dad might have put a stop to that. <laughs> no, I'm just, oh, my God. I'm just kidding, man. Uh, Sage is cool as fuck, dude. He's super nice, super cool. Like, 
first time I ever hung out, like, he was ever around Sage. He was so nice, like, I thought he was fucking with me. I thought he was, like, here's, like, he's a dude who's, like, he's all young and shredded, and he's bigger than me. He's, like, bigger, younger, more successful, in better shape. You never want to talk to a guy that's all those things more than you. So I'm, like, standing there. We're, we're at a sparring, and he goes, hey, Feely, like, you want to get around him? I'm like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. This is during the warm-up. All right, let's get around him. We'll go round number two. So I get my first sparring round in, getting a grab, grabbing a drink of water. He walks over, pats me on the back, and goes, Feely, big dog, what's up, man? You still want to spar? And I'm like, this motherfucker just called me big dog? Like, dude, this fucking, this motherfucker who's younger, bigger, almost for sure has more money in the bank account than me, has way better abs than me. Did he just pat me on the back and call me big dog? Like, I looked around like, is this guy fucking with me? Is he, is he trying to punk me? And like, at that moment I realized like, no dude, he's just the nicest fucking guy you're ever gonna meet. That's he's awesome. completely genuine, completely nice. Everything he says to you, he means. Like if he says something nice to you, he's not kissing your ass. He's not being facetious, he's not making fun of you. He's just a nice fucking dude, you know what I mean? So like, after being around the kid for two hours during practice, you're going to be, like, a happier person for it, dude. Get fucking, get something else, man. He's fucking awesome. Good for him, man. I, lo- I love being around people like that. Uh, I always wonder yeah. if they're at, the, at home, like, kicking puppies or something, though. Like, if there's some kind of weird, like... like some skeleton in his closet? Yeah, something going on. Like, if he's, like... If no, he's, I, don't think it's kick- I don't think it's kicking puppies, but I think, like, there's something. There's, everybody has something. He's probably, he's probably, he's got to be at home. He's probably got, like, you know what I think it is, dude? Like, if I had to put money on it, it's not anything like kicking puppies or anything dark. Just, like, he probably just has, like, a harem of fucking, like, beautiful, exotic women just, like, <laughs> tied up in his fucking room when he gets home from practice just waiting yeah. for him. You know what I mean? Either that or some, terrib- like, or some terrible porn addiction where he's masturbating to, like, grandmas or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're fucking... When you're fucking shaped like that, dude, you, I think you're pretty set in real life. You know what I'm saying? So now talk to me because like what I, would you do if you what would you do if you were six foot two, twenty one years old and you had abs like you were fucking? I probably would fucking probably uh, I don't know I probably would find the baddest girl I could find, which I did and I married her and she's having a baby so uh, we're having a baby right. soon. You having a baby? No, yeah, it's, uh, we're, it's my, my wife's getting induced tonight. So, uh, no that, shit. yeah, congratulations. That's fucking amazing. Thank you. I'm having a little girl. So, that's uh, incredible. Uh, Dude, congratulations, bro. I'm fucking happy for you. Man. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm nervous as fuck, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fucking that's because it's terrifying. But, I mean, you're gonna kill it. This is my size for you. Thank Congrats you. On the baby. I gotta just not survive it. I gotta, like, being a parent, I gotta be the best parent. You know, like, I, I'm like, oh, my, yeah, my goal no, is to make sure. sure she doesn't become a porn star or a stripper. Not that those are horrible things. I just, I'm like, all right, but then I'm like, or like a bank robber. But I'm like, no, I have to, like, try to get her to become uh, very happy in life or be successful and to really go for yeah, it. You know, that's. Like the goal is to raise, like, the goal is to, like, raise a functional human being, you know? Right, right, exactly. And then, and then Which to not. probably easier said than done. Easier said than done, but what's up, boys? But look, if other people can do it, you can do it. Right, exactly. Uh, it's the goal is to not operate out of fear. Now, uh, I ran into Justin Bushold after the fight on Saturday, and he was like, well, you know, the coaching is all out of control over there. What's going on at Team Alpha Male? Uh, 
I don't know what the fuck that guy's talking about. If by coaching's out of control, he means that, like, he has a fucking shitty attitude and he's, like, bipolar and he had a falling out with hella people, then, like, yeah, I guess the coaching's out of control. But, but everything's fucking going good over here. I don't know. Okay. Like, I'm at, Alpha, I'm at Team Alpha right now. I just got to run in. I'm about to jump into boxing, and everything looks pretty under control to me here. Okay. Doesn't look real out of control here. Everything's, everything's uh, going pretty smoothly. Um, I heard him say something about irreconcilable differences, which, which sounds about right. Like, he's just, you know, I can't, I can't air out too much of any laundry, but the guy, like, you know, sometimes power goes to people's head and, and uh, just don't work out, man. I mean, there's a lot I could say, but there's a lot that I'm not going to. You know? Right. That whole situation, really just, that whole situation, then bumps me out. I've had numerous people like asking about uh, bad blood or this and that. Besides, like, yeah, I don't have any bad blood. I'm I'm really more bummed than anything else, dude. Like, I looked up to that dude for fucking. I've been listening to everything that guy said to do since I was like 19, and. uh and you know, I haven't really. I never. I don't really have falling out with people like now, the people I'm close with. I've been. I've been close with since I was fucking in eighth grade. Like, if I'm if I'm cool with someone, like we're cool for for fucking. We're we're cool. You know, we're cool for life. So it's a bummer that you can be close to somebody and then they can kind of switch on you. It's a real fucking bummer. You know. Now I've, you, I've been asked about that a lot, and that's that's all I gotta say. Really, is it just bums me out. Now, I'm not like mad or fucking. I don't got. I'm not salty about it. I don't have any fucking vendetta. I'm just the situation just fucking bums me out, man. So is Holdsworth is Holdsworth the head coach? No, I don't. I, w- I wouldn't even say we have a, a head coach right now. We have like, which I think was kind of part of the problem with fucking Buckles, man. It's like the whole head coach thing, like, just got got out of control. Like, Holdsworth is the is the head jiu-jitsu coach, you know, and. And Faber runs a bunch of a bunch of the MMA practices, and Danny is the head wrestling coach, you know. But we also have other. We also have like multiple national champion wrestlers in here that sometimes we're on a practice or like I don't know, man. Team Alpha Male is a big co-op. Like we all help each other out. We look out for each other. And it's like it's like a brotherhood, you know. And that's the way that it's always been, and it's breeded a lot of success. And I think like the whole like head co- like I'm the head coach, like that whole shit, just like. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. I, mean, maybe, well, I, maybe I misspoke by him saying he's that he's out of control. He basically said, "Yeah, he's got a lot, all these different coaches, and it, and it's and it's a co-op." That's what he said, basically. And but he said it in a way where it was like, but, it was you could tell he was not happy, you know, with what happened, kind of a thing. Uh, well, yeah. Well, when someone has a when someone has a bunch of power and they want to hold on to it and use it however they want, even if it's not the right way to use it. And then you take it away from them, like yeah, they're not going to be happy about it. Right, 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 right. Like, right. when has anyone, when is, when is anyone who ever had complete power over something, and then the people that he, they have power over break out and do do things for themselves? When are they ever happy about it? Like that's called a fucking dictatorship. You know, <laughs> dictators are never happy when democracy is in state. Is you right. know what I mean? Like, when when, when has that ever happened? Well, also, I mean, you guys have had a lot of success. A lot of the a lot of the newer guys, younger guys, Sage. You know, a lot. There are a lot of people that are doing really well out of Team Alpha Male. So it's not like you guys are. You know, like I know you guys are zero and twelve or some type of thing where it's like like the Black Zillions when they first started, it was like terrible. You had a lot of a lot of guys. It just it's just one of those things where it just you know TJ just caught them. 
you know. Adam, you're breaking up. I can't hear you, brother. Say it again. Sorry. I was saying it's one of those things. I, I think I can't really hear you. Sir. I mean, it's 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 easier. I, it's not like you guys have just been getting killed. Uh, you, you've had a lot of people that have been winning. Some have been losing, which, like all camps, you know. Uh, I think also yeah. it's just one of those things where. TJ just caught Cody. You know, I don't know if TJ is the better fighter. He just had the better night uh, against Cody. Hello? Yo, Andre. I'm going to call him back right now. Might be some bad connection at Team Alpha Male. Hello? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can hear you. Cool. All right, so. It happened, but the connection, did the connection get all fucked up? But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the last thing you heard me say was, but it's just, it, it, I think it's stupid when people who don't know about fighting let one fight, like, mean more than than what it, like, like a fight just means that one person beat the other person, like, which is going to fucking happen in any fight, like, and it's, in, in, a, in a title fight, you have the two best guys in the world seeing who the number one absolute best guy in the world is, so it's like, it's like, yeah, one of the guys is gonna lose. It's like one of the guys might get caught. One of the guys is gonna gonna lose his belt. Like that's what the fuck's gonna happen. Like that's the whole point of doing this. It's like it's weird that when someone loses a fight, people go, "Oh, like that must mean the team, or like that must mean his coaches, or like that must mean something about him." Other than the fact that like no, like two good guys got in a fight and one of them won. Like that's the whole fucking point of the thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all the fight means. Like. One guy won, one guy lost, that's how fighting goes. The belt fucking changed hands, and that was the whole plan thing, you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole, that's the whole reason we're doing this. It doesn't mean that fucking any other crazy thing, you know? Does that make sense? How I'm explaining it? 100%. 100%. Everybody wants to always, like, you know, if Cody would have went out there after that first punch that kind of stifled TJ and just knocked him out, all of a sudden it would have been, oh, well, TJ, Team Alpha Male has the best coaches of all time, and yada, yada, yada. Right. So, yeah. Right, I mean... People, people always want some narrative, and they're just, they're just fucking bandwagoners, man. Like, people are just, people are mostly shit, you know, and they're, they're fair weather, and they're front runners, and they just want whoever's winning right now, that's their, whoever's winning right now is their new favorite, you know, so like, you, I saw the same thing with, um, I saw the same thing with the DJ fight, I was, uh, in a, in like a somewhat public place, a bunch of people who, don't really know shit about fighting. And, uh, and Mighty Mouse, at the beginning of the fight, there was a bunch of people cheering for Mighty Mouse. And by the end of the fight, there was a bunch of people cheering for Cejudo, who have never watched Cejudo fight a day in their life. They don't, you know, like, just because he won, he's their new favorite fighter. Or, like, because Mighty Mouse lost, now, like, oh, he's lost a step. Or, like, or he's not as good as people thought, or he's this. It's like, no, nah, dude, like, that's still the one of the best fighters that's ever lived. He just had a bad night, you know? Like, someone had to lose that fight. It happened to be him. Like, that's all that means. You know, that's all the fight means. You know what I mean? Like Totally. But, but people don't get that. People always want to add some weird fucking narrative, or they want to, like, I don't know, man. People suck. <laughs> people just, that's, the, that's the moral of the story, dude. People fucking suck, mostly. No, I, I agree. Someone who doesn't suck is a guy, your teammate, Darren Elkins, who beat Michael Johnson. Is he helping you get ready for this? Say it again? Is that, he help me what? Is uh, Darren Elkins helping you get ready for Michael Johnson? Yeah, he's helped me out a lot, man. He's helped me out with... I mean, even before I knew I was fighting Michael Johnson, Elkins has been a, a real main train partner of mine. 
because he's just such a fucking hard worker. He's got all these really, all these really good, you know, crafty tricks. He's been doing this for so long that, you know, he's very, very knowledgeable about the sport and he's a fucking great training partner. So I actually make a point to go with Elkins all the time just because she's fucking, he's a hard round. He pushes you hard and, you know, you always learn something from him. So even before I fight Michael Johnson, you know, I was training with him a bunch, but especially now that I'm fighting Johnson, it's, uh, very cool to um to get that inside look you know someone who's already beat him it's cool to get that insight now how much is castillo is he how is he not hooking up with these girls in hot yoga the fact that he runs a hot yoga studio (laughs) with just hot actually it's it's hot pilates oh hot pilates hot pilates i mean how is it been voted it's been voted the number one uh ranked pilates studio in sacramento for like six years in a row and I just think that uh, when you get older, you learn a good level of strength, you know? I think he's older and wiser, and uh, I don't know. And he's a professional, you know? Yeah, of Plus, course. Plus, too, it's like, it's just business and shit. There are a bunch of hot girls running around there, though, for sure. I, I, I'm like, dude, but, how does uh, he not do it? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a bunch of hot girls running around. But he has a, uh, he has a really hot girlfriend who's, who's, like, a total sweetheart and, like, really, really, really cool, so... I think maybe we're all just uh, growing up, man. God forbid. I like God Danny a lot. I like Danny a lot. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, Danny's the best, man. He's a total fucking son of a bitch, but he's the best. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's like the. He's like the mean. He's like the mean older brother. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, listen. Thanks for being on he's the like, podcast. Go on. No, no. Go ahead. No, no. He he kind of reminds me of AC Slater, but like a better version of him. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. He's like the. Uh, I think he's what my one of my best friends said. He's like the the older brother in like an '80s movie that drives the Camaro and shit and like punks everybody. Yes, he did. He reminds he's me. Like, of why that. is that guy such a? Why is that guy such a dick? But like, also, he's bailed me out of a lot of situations and like given me life advice and like rode in the back of the ambulance with me and shit and like been there for me like when no one else was. So. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like older brother, man. He's the fucking man. I remember when that guy, Nick, that guy, Nick, that was a good wrestler. I think he's from Omaha. He was like getting into fights one night. It was when Chad Mendez fought Conor McGregor. And that guy, Nick, that's out of the one with the hot mom. You know, Nick's mom is like super hot. <laughs> yeah, Nick, yeah. Yeah, I know Nick. And he was making a complete ass of himself. Yeah. And Danny like sat the kid down and like, he's like, you're a member of Team Alpha Male. You have a certain way you need to behave in public and gave him a scolding like he was his child. And I remember looking at Danny watching this going like, like this is what every team needs is a guy like this, you know? And, well, uh, every person needs it, man. I think everyone needs it to Danny Castillo in their life yeah. just when they step out of line. That's the best part, man. It's the best part about this team. Like, people started to hate a little bit or gotten a little bit jaded and like whatever but bro this team really is like a family like i've been around other teams and like this te- our team really is like a family and and uh i don't know man like we, we have our own way of doing things but it's it's i don't know we're the good guys <laughs> you know what i mean like like danny's a fucking great dude and and uh the team's doing well and yeah I don't know what the point of what I was going to say is I just got off the treadmill. I'm all tired and shit. I had a point when I started, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, everybody needs a Danny Castillo, man. And that's, that's the thing is, like, it's not coach or fucking 
or or fight coach or cornerman or whatever the fuck. It's like real big brother shit. Like like I've had real life situations that Danny's helped me through. You know, I've had real like situations in my life that Danny was there for me. You know, it's not like everybody says. Everybody says like, oh, my team's like my family. But now, nah, man, like my team really is really is my family. I've, I've spent Christmases at Saber's house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real. No, I remember I did a show in Sacramento. The show you were at, um, my mom was like gonna die. She was gonna die the next day, and I saw Danny, and I was like, I don't think I can do the show. My mom, like my, my mom's about to die, and I had to do the show. It was like one of the worst fucking experiences in my life, but I I, I did a good show. I did a show, and it was, went well. And Danny was like, Man, now you're one of us, cause now you know how to fight through ad- adversity, and like gave me a huge hug. And I was like, Man, that really meant a lot. The fact that. Danny, you know, so uh, yeah. I'll always be part of uh, Team Castillo and Team Philly, and uh, hang in there. I, I look forward to your fight in uh, Nebraska. Uh, stay away from the farmer's daughters. You got a good one, all right? So uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do my best, man. I uh, yeah, I'm excited for the fight. Business trip. There's not a whole lot of distractions in Nebraska, so go there, make the weight, beat someone up, win a fight, and go straight the fuck home, man. Good. Love it. Thanks, Andre. Thank you. All right, that was touchy feely. Good dude. Very good dude. I'm excited for that fight now. Yeah. Oh, you weren't excited before? I'm extra excited now. All right. I hope he wins, man. I gotta talk to you about something else. Okay. I'm excited about this one. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. There's used to something like that. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk. My my wife was like, it sounds like a, a bad, you know, PSA. But listen, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. So you know they work. Yes, it's, it's, it's gum that gets it up. How yeah. cool is that? You can take them anytime. Day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. I'm telling you, you you see a girl or a guy, you're ready to go. Boom! Popping that gum. Woo-hoo! Blue Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. Doesn't say, like, need a boner? Chew this, okay? No in-person doctor visit, no waiting room in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew uh, prepares the chips direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Want to save money, huh? Want to work it fast? You want gum that gets it up? Go to BlueChew.com. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code MMA. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, code MMA. Try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper Faster choice. And we can thank them for sponsoring the podcast. BlueChew.com. Are you going to check it out? Dude, I'm so pumped up to check out Blue Chew. Really? Yes. Yes. Right? You just chew gum and boom, get a boner. Yeah. How great is that? It's great. Uh, it's, it's, it's better than great. It's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I'm, I'm excited. And I'm very excited about talking to Cynthia Cavillo. Uh, she's a hot, beautiful Amazing fighter who got suspended for weed. You got to be fucking. Yeah, she's still suspended, huh? Nine months. Well, I think she's trying to get on the October card. Okay. Nine months for smoking weed. What is that bull? Why her? 
Why, people? Why? What did she do? She wanted to get high. Give me a break. Didn't mm-hmm. help her. It's not going to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you're fighting. What's wrong with these people? The sad not thing people. is... They're like, I suspended her. The sad thing is, almost every single UFC fighter smokes dope. Yeah. Almost every... every yes. And every <laughs> you know judge smokes crack. Yeah. Okay? Because... <laughs> Yeah, it's bullshit, dude. Complete bullshit. This girl should not have been suspended. She's 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 an awesome fighter, and I'm I'm pissed. I'm pissed for her. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we're gonna call her right now. Hello. Hello. Is this Cynthia Cavillo? Yes. Hey, you're right. It's Adam Hunter and Ween Dog. You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Or actually, um, I'm on my way back up to Sacramento right now. Back from where? Yep. Wait, uh, where were you before that? Uh, In L.A. Oh, oh, you're driving back to Sacramento from L.A. Got it, got it. Yeah. Uh, So where did you spend? Because I saw you at the fight. You were having fun. You were drunk. You were flashing everybody. Uh, Where did you end up doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, A lot of those things aren't true. But uh, but you seem very happy. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were out of control. You were trying to make out with everybody. You're like, kiss me. Somebody kiss me. Really? And no, no, none of that was actually happening. Um, so, uh, you, so, so you're driving back. By the way, I, I was talking about this before. You getting suspended for nine months for weed is the biggest bullshit in the history of sports. First of all, why was it nine months? Why did they make an example out of you? What's going on? Um, honestly, I think that's just like the minimum that, that, that they've had here for, for the, the Nevada State Commission. It's always been a minimum of nine months, um, I believe so far. Um, unfortunately, they still haven't changed a lot of things that they need to. I know Jeff said that they were work, Jeff Zinsky, they said that they were working on, on just completely getting it removed off the banned list. Um, because, you know, obviously I think it's ridiculous, so does it. Spotter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, Nevada State Commission gave me nine months. They give Canelo six months, you know, makes more money for them than I do. Yeah, so. ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. A guy takes steroids, you get six months. A girl that smokes. Now, are you a huge pothead? Are you a casual pothead? Do you just relax once in a while? Are you just like, is it bong hit Mondays? Like, what's going on with you? What type of weed smoker are you? No, I do use, I do use cannabis a lot. I mean, for, for sleeping and stuff, but, uh, uh, as of now, I actually have to not really, I can't use it because I have to submit some clean tests before I'm eligible to fight again. Ah, uh, got it. So, um, got it. So it was just to help you yeah. sleep. So you couldn't sleep. Seems like you have a lot on your mind. So uh, uh, I, 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 I can see why that. Now, I saw, when, I, when I, I saw you in Sacramento when I first met you, I was, I was on stage telling jokes. You were a really good sport. Um, you, you were having fun. I, I said girls like you are amazing in bed because you're angry and take all their problems on guys' penises, you know, because you're like, gobble, gobble, gobble. And, and uh, you, you were laughing. And you told me that you became a fighter. You had no amateur background, no combat sports background. You got mad at your boyfriend for cheating at you, cheating on you, went to the gym, and four years later, you're in the UFC. Is that true? I'm sorry, what was it? So you told me that you got mad at your boyfriend because he was cheating on you, went to a gym, and then four years later you're ranked number five in the UFC. Cynthia. Hello. Hello. Can you Hello? hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Sorry, I just got a bad battery. I passed the bad reception. Okay. 
Uh, go, okay. What would you just say again? So you told me, okay, you were dating a guy who cheated on you. You were very upset. Mm-hmm. You went to the gym, and four years later, you're in the UFC, and you had no combat sports background. Is this how it went down? Yeah, correct. It's something like that. That's very, very close to what happened. Wait, wait okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I went. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, actually, I started training about seven, eight years ago, and um, I actually did have an amateur uh, experience as a, as a fight, MMA fighter before I turned pro. But uh, before that, I didn't have any, any like, experience in terms of like, athlete or any combat sports like that. Um, but, yeah, pretty much just what kind of led to it, like, having in a really bad relationship and, like, being in a bad place in my life and a lot of stuff. And then, you know, went into the gym and, and uh, I don't know, I just, just fell in love with the sport and everything just made sense. And then just been focusing on that and, and you know, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. So how, how old were you when this guy cheated on you? Uh, I don't know. He probably did it a couple times, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reason it was uh, I was done uh, probably I think I was like 22 when it was over, so and then I started training at 23. It's 23. So you go there, you walk into Sacramento to the gym. Now, do, do the coaches when you hit the pad? Do you hit the pads? The guy's holding the mitts, and he's like, "Wow, you you hit really hard." <laughs> no, I actually started at a gym in San Jose first. Uh, it was the gym really close to my to my job where I was working at and uh, I was there for about three years and you know I needed an advance to a to better high level gym so that's when I decided to move over to Sacramento and I've been at uh, with Team Alpha Sacramento for like the past five years. Got it. Now now were you um now you were 22 years old you said you went to community college didn't really work out right you dropped out? Yeah. And now uh-huh. and then what, what were you what were you, yeah. you were you working at like Burger King? Like, uh, where were you working? When or what time? When you were the 22. Oh, when I, th- I was actually working at the office of parking violations. <laughs> the office so, of parking uh, violations. I was getting yelled at every day, yeah, by people that were like angry people that got tickets by parking meters things, and I had nothing to do with that. Like I didn't even know these parking meter things. Like just you know, I was just so you'd call in and I give you information about your ticket, and then I just get yelled at, and you know. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why I probably started smoking. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Fucking, fucking smoke. It'd be really chill for that because you people yelling at you for no reason every day. So you go into it like now. What did you? What what kind of class did you take? Was it like a overall fitness class? Was it a, like abs class or what kind of class no, did you go? It was. Uh, it was just a pure, just like MMA gym. Uh, my first uh, MMA coach, his name is uh, Dave Velasquez. They call him like little, little evil, little. Little baby, or little boy, or something like that. I, I don't know. And uh, he was uh, he he was a fighter for AKA and um, you know, AKA there in San Jose. Uh, and then he opened up his own gym, a small gym, a very old school. So we just spar every day and he trained hard, not so much technique, and you know, it just made me really tough. And and you know, uh, actually, what I what I feel like got me really prepared to go ahead and join Team Alpha Male because I was able. Well, I wasn't very super technical, but. Now I feel like uh, I'm definitely a lot better fighter now than I was when I was at that gym. But how did you know what you were doing? Like, how did you know how to wrestle or do jujitsu or any of this? I don't know. You know, I just kind of always picked it up. I, I feel like because I had two older brothers, they used to like kind of pick, you know, pick on me and beat me up and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've always had like a natural ability of, of, of do, like, you know, being a fighter, being an athletic or doing sports and stuff like that. But I never really got a chance to do that. Um, so once 
you know, I started doing that. Like, I was just picking up on everything pretty fast. I had a really good jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, um, you know, I was just tough. And, and um, you know, I, I don't know. I just I have good body awareness, and, and I just picked up on fighting. I'm just like a, a natural born fighter. Now, the guy that was cheating on you, was he like a, a cholo? Was he a white guy? Like, what did what, what, what he look like? He, he was mixed. He's a Mexican, but uh, but no, he actually joined the Marine Corps. His family was probably more like in games and stuff, but he he was trying to be the the good kid out of out of the family, I guess. But he was still a fucking dickhead. Why was he cheating on you? Though I mean, you look like the kind of girl that puts out right away. You like you know you seem very horny. Uh, why would he? Uh, what were you? What what happened? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I just, you know, everything. I, I have no idea. I just, uh, I got married really young, you know, you're really mm. dumb and, and young, and I, I feel like uh, it just wasn't a, a good relationship that they were, we weren't really happy, and, you know, it was just so, uh, you know, things just play out the way they did. Got it. Okay, so you go to Team Alpha Male. Now, you walk in, right? Now, does Uriah Faber like you at first? Is he, does he, does he give you the evil eye? Do you stare at his butt chin? Like, what, what happens when you first walk into Team Alpha Male? Was, was Danny Castillo, did he tell you to take his Pilates class? Like, how, how did that happen? <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I just showed up uh, to Team Alpha Male, you know. It's, there's so many fighters. There's so many, so many fighters to lot. So it's like, you know, you, go, you, gotta, you get on the mat and you got to earn your spot on there and, you know, uh, you know cement your place and, and get noticed. So, you know, I know that Castillo is, like, probably, I'm probably been, like, as far as, you know, being on the team the longest, as far as a, a girl UFC fighter, I've probably been there the longest out of anybody. Um, so I've always been pretty much like the only main girl there and training with men. And uh, you know, eventually started taking notice, you know, I was like beating up these dudes too. So it's like, you know, it's only a matter of time where they're going to notice me. I know you are noticed right away and my other coaches and stuff. And, um, you know, uh, just keep working hard and, and, you know, make things happen. But during that time, also, when I first moved out there, uh, I ended up getting injured. I, I broke my arm. Ugh. And then I broke it again. Ugh. And then I broke it again. So I broke it three times before I can actually make my professional debut. I spent about three years in the sideline, watched everybody else take off. And, you know, uh. I stayed working in the gym even while I was injured. And uh, did you break it you know, again? eventually my time came. And Did you break, it, you break it giving hand jobs? Like, how did you keep breaking your arm? broke my forearm, <laughs> uh, blocking a, a kick, oh. and I kept coming back to training too early, so uh, I kept rebreaking it in training. Now, now, okay, so you're there, you're there to work, you don't date fighters, or do you date fighters? No, I, you know, that's the, the, the one thing where uh, you've got to be really careful, you know, you don't want to you, so, um, you know, I think they're... I've, I've realized, especially being in, in, you know, the relationship that I was, it's like, you know, I, I got to focus on the right thing and make sure my priorities are right and not fuck that up because uh, my train. Now, but, but now, but like when when Paige Van Zant came to the gym, lot, so yeah, yeah, I saw. But like Paige Van Zant, yeah, like when Paige Van Zant came and started dating like Cody and uh -huh. dating Andre, were you like telling her, hey, listen, you shouldn't be hooking up with the fighters or this is not good, or were you like? Like the side chick, where you liked her, like her, like wing woman, uh, like how did that go down? Man, I, you know, I just let everybody be, you know, do what they do. She, she was young. I, I was already kind of, you know, because I did start up later. Um, you know, I'm 23, and what I'm like, I'm 31 now. Right. Um, I just, 
you know, she's young, she's going to do whatever she wants, and, you know, it's not really my place, so to, to really tell her anything, um, you know, I just try to lead by example and, you know, do what I need to do and I do what's best for me, and, you know, I'm not going to judge other people <laughs> for what they do, so, uh, but, you know, she, she, we, we did get along, I wasn't uh, against her, or, and I also, you know, wasn't my place to tell her what to do. Right, uh, that's good of you. So you weren't cock blocking at all, or clam blocking, I guess they call it. No. I'm sorry. So you weren't clam blocking her, like you were letting her just do whatever she wants. No, not at all. I was like, man, you stupid, she got to do. I mean, she's young. I mean, I'm sure she knows that everybody has to experience whether they, they, they need to go through. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people uh, during that age, their young twenties, are probably hooked up with a bunch of people, and you know, it's whatever. But like this, you know, it's just her place of work or your store, wherever, you know, whatever you want to do. But, you know, it obviously ended up not kind of really working out for her because she didn't, you know, so. Right. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm sure she had a lot of fun. <laughs> now, now, you've had some career. People don't know this, but you beat Aspen Ladd as an amateur. Uh, you've beaten a lot of good girls. And then you had three fights in six months where you were just tearing through everybody. Uh, so now this nine months layoff, you got to be going fucking crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I've been busting my ass. I keep working hard. I'm, 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 I work harder on my, you know, during this time than, than most people do in their fight camp. Now, so, your, um, your first I'm, fight. I'm ready. I'm ready to start a camp. Your, your first fight was against Amanda Bobby Cooper in the first UFC fight. Was that the way in where she tried to grab Dana's package? Was that the one? <laughs> you know what I'm talking what? about? There was one thing where she weighed in, and then on the way out, she tried to grab Dana White's package. And he was like, whoa. Oh, Amanda Cooper, I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was that one with my fight or not. But yeah, no, I, I remember seeing that clip <laughs> where she looked like she was about to grab this package and then she's just like, I oh, was just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, oh, okay, so that, that, that wasn't your fight. That wasn't your fight. And then... No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. And then, like, and then the, another fight you had, Pearl Gonzalez in New York, they were going to not let that fight happen because the girl had breast implants. Uh... That, what a fucking Correct. what a circus that now when you found out that were you gonna then try to hit her in the boobs to pop them was that something that you were thinking about doing about what like hitting her in the boobs after you found out that she had be- like breast implants were you like oh yeah dude I was practicing a sidekick to the test hoping that maybe we hit one of them but uh, it, didn't, it didn't happen okay. in the fight but when I did take her back I had to like grab one of them because <laughs> Like right there, you grab. You know, you gotta do when you take someone's back, seat belt, right? And so your hands are over their chest. I gotta move around. I sit on their back. I gotta grab onto something. So you actually felt them? I mean, they must have felt pretty nice, right? Or did you like, hey, you need more work? Or I think they. No, they were pretty nice. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Did you, did you tell them nice, nice job? Like, who's your doctor? Did you ask her that during the fight? Yeah, I think I'm gonna ask her. I think about it after my fight career. <laughs> <I'm> like, who <laughs> did? <laughs> and, okay, and then yeah, and no, I couldn't imagine is that huh? And then and then your last fight against Carla Esparza, after you lost, very controversial loss. A lot of people thought you won that fight. You then said "fuck you" the media and started throwing chairs. Uh, you, you were not a very gracious, yeah, n- not a very gracious loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I just kind of was. My head was in a different place. I was really uh, I put a lot of time uh, in, into that camp and. Probably was felt like the you know some of like best shape I've ever felt in, in that fight. Um, it was a very frustrating fight for me because I didn't do a lot of things that I had worked on, and um, but I thought that I had done enough to uh, beat her. Uh, but 
but apparently not. You know, that I'm not, not, you know, not for the judges at least. Uh, in my opinion, I took her down. I quickly, I had one of the biggest rounds in the first round. I took her down, held her down, and landed some bigger, bigger punches. Second and third, you know, we're going a little bit back and forth. She did get some takedowns. She couldn't keep me down. So it's just like for me, it's like I, you know, for me, it's like I feel like if you get a takedown, they should counter the takedown if you keep them down. You yeah. know, and yeah, I agree. she never held me down. Never really you know, gave me much damage or anything. I feel like she definitely took more more of the damage in that fight. So, uh, but you know, it is what it is. You never want to leave it to the judges. I, I hate that because every time you do leave it to the judges, there's always something you can about shit. But I was also frustrated with my fight uh, with Joanne Calderwood because also a lot of people felt a certain way about that fight either, which I don't I don't know how. But, uh, you know, if, if, if you finish someone, nobody can tell you that. So at the end of the day, it was my job. I should have finished that fight. Right, right. Now, now, um, were you surprised how good Carla looked against Car- against Claudia, even though she got the loss? It was a really, really close fight. No, not at all. I, I feel like uh, I felt I feel like uh, Carla has been adding different tools um, to her game to help her out. I mean, I know she's tough. You know, I've fought her. And Claudia, she, she, I just feel like she's not the same fighter. Uh, she was when she first got into the UFC. Um, so I did feel like, you know, Carla was definitely going to have a, a, a good fight against Kaja. I, I honestly think, in my opinion, Car- Carla won that fight. Me but, too, me uh, too. you know, they gave it to Kaja. So you want to fight October 6th, right? That's, uh, that's the date you want to fight? I hope so. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that people get behind me, let the UFC, you know, you know my suspension's up October 1st. And, what better time to come in October 6th, you know, on the Khabib McGregor card. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm trying to get people to push on it. I, I you know, I talked to Mick. I, I know Dana, want, I, I, you know, I told them, you know, so I put it out there. And I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, they'll put me on that card, you know, fingers crossed. Now, who do you want? Now, right now, uh, who do you want to fight? I want to fight all of them, everyone. <laughs> Uh, Mick, I was talking to Mick and he's like, who do you want to fight? I was like, give me anyone. I was like, throwing out names. I was like, no, sure, he has a fight. Now. I was like, you just give me anyone then. No, I don't care. I'll fight them all. Give me five minutes apart. I will fight them all on the same night. All of them the same night. Okay, so let's look at the girls in front of you. Uh, yes. Right now you're number nine. You're six and one. You're number nine. Uh, well, actually, I don't even know what I am right now because they removed me from the rankings. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to be once I'm active again. According to, ES- but, uh, according to ESPN.com, you are number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felice Herrick is number eight. <laughs> Hello? She won't say, say, I asked Mick, she said, I think she's got a fight lined up already. All right, Carlos number seven. Uh, Tisha Torres. Carlos fighting uh, Tatiana Suarez. Tisha Torres, number six. Who's number six? Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll fight, I'll fight Tisha Torres, but Tisha just fought against Joanna. Carolina, so Kowal- like Carolina Kowalczyk or Kalkovich. It's number five. Actually, if she's available, I would, I would love to fight her. I, I don't know if she had got any lined up. I know she had a pulled out. Uh, she had a pulled out of a recent, one of her recent fights. She was injured. We got to get better um, at shit talking. You got to be like, you got to be like, hey, Susia, come on, take some of this. You you want some of these hands? Like motherfucker, like come on. We got to get the shit talking up. Like I will, I will fucking take my fist and put it up your vagina and make you look like a Jeff Dunham puppet. Uh, like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we got to say. You know, we can't just be like, oh, I'd love to fight Yeah, yeah, I mean, just cross the line. Just touch the line, you know? I'm almost crossing it, but not. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, 
I want to find, you know, I, I was thinking about that, you know, we'll see, you know, hopefully this week, maybe I'll hear something in a week or two about that fight, just because that card's, what, like eight weeks away, so, um, you know, hopefully I'll hear something soon, um, and, and get on that, if not, you know, then definitely we'll get on there and, and start, you know, All right, maybe, so you know, spillers, maybe see somebody will take the bait. Yeah, uh, Claudia Gadella, number four. Yeah, Claudia Cadella, she just fought Carla, but if she's open to fight, I'm down too. Jessica Andraj. And then fight all of them. Joanna Yanjunchek, yes. Jessica Andraj, yeah. yeah. and then and then Rose. I think that's, I think that Jessica Andraj, they're going to give her, I think she's going to fight Rose next, in my opinion. Yeah. So, who do you think, who do you think wins that fight? Um, you know, I, Jessica Andraj, she's a powerhouse, but she, she's definitely a, power to like knock you out and maybe pick you up and throw you in there but I feel like she would definitely get tired um but and and, and Rosa Mahunas is a lot more more technical and I think that Rosa Mahunas uh, um could pull that off and, and keep her at a distance you know obviously you can tell that, the, that Rose does have that knockout power you know she did knock out Joanna um I have her from other people too that uh you know that seen her train that, that she does it hard so um you know you have somebody who's a, a technical longer um you know fighter who, who does have packed power in the punch i think that, that she does have also the jiu-jitsu um experience in case andrade comes and tries to just take her down and, and rough her up uh, i think rose Amahunas would win that fight got it yeah uh i can't wait to see that fight now uh are you sti- are you single you have a boyfriend what's going on no, I'm single. Uh, are you on Bumble or Soul Swipe or Tinder? Anything? Farmers only? Oh, what? No, I don't do those stuff. I never signed up for any of those. Uh, now, how come a girl like you? Girl like oh, you? Wrong one. <laughs> now, but, uh, now, you're a beautiful girl. You're fun. You're smart. You're hot. Why are you single? What's going on? Because I ain't got no time. No time at all? Mm. If I told you my schedule, you'd be tired just by hearing the first three days of the week. If I just told you my schedule was Monday through Wednesday, if I tell you my schedule is from you know Monday to Sunday, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, but but, but I mean, don't don't yeah, but don't you have needs? I mean, do you have any fuckboys you call over to like and then like kick them out afterwards? Nothing. Oh jeez! Oh my goodness! What is this? What what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! These are the I don't qu- really, I don't feel comfortable talking about stuff like that. All right, good. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, fine. That's all I have to say. All right. So, like, if like Sage Northcutt asked you out, what would you say? If what? Sage Northcutt wanted to go on a date with you, you would say no. If somebody, if somebody wanted to go on a date with me. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just hang out, but I, I don't. Uh, I've never. I don't know. All right, listen, guys, guys that are out there, she, she's, okay, uh, Cynthia Cabillo is, 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 is ready for you, okay, so make sure you DM her all, no, I'm kidding, Don't, do not DM her dick pics, whatever you guys do, okay, she doesn't want dick pics, right? I do not like dick pics, yes. do not send them, please. do not send dick pics, Joe, Wean Dog, no more dick pics, it's too late, dude, it's too late, it's too late, all right, send me pictures of food, yeah, send, send me pictures of food. I've been way more excited. Send her food pics, okay, guys. Food. That's what she wants. She wants food pics. That's it. Just food pics. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, <laughs> Cynthia. I'm a big fan. You're a great fighter. Great person. You're smart. You're, you're a cool chick. I have a daughter on the way. I want her to be like you. So, uh, 
thank yeah. you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, Adam. It's always good talking to you. You're, you're hilarious. So, uh, uh, you know, I can't wait to get back to Sacramento or maybe even another city and catch your show. Uh, you're always like, the, the best. Uh, you're the best. Uh, I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. All right. That was Cynthia Cabello. I like her. I do, too. She's a sweet girl. You really want your daughter to grow up to be like her? Uh, sure. I mean, I, you know, I mean, why not? She seems like a cool ass girl, fucking fighter, yeah. fun, smart, yeah. what she wants, driven. Yeah, Absolutely. I do like her. She's fun to watch too. Happy. Yeah. I want my daughter to be happy. That's all I want her to be happy. Exactly. You know. Uh, exactly. So that's all that matters. Uh, how's everything going with you and your girlfriend? Dude, I mean, like for the first time in my life, I'm in a mode where it's like I'm in panic mode when it comes to money. I've never had to like worry about money like this before. So now what I'm doing is like, cause now my girlfriend wants to go like out to dinner every single night, dude. I ain't got that kind of money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She wants to go do activities. So I'm having to like sell my blood at uh, plasma centers. I'm thinking about doing uh, Wait, selling, you selling blood. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna go tomorrow <laughs> and start selling my blood to plasma centers. How much do you get for your blood? You get, you can go there two times a week and you get paid like 75 bucks the first time and 50 bucks the second what are they time. Doing? What are they doing with your blood? They, they take the plasma out of it and they, it's like, I don't even know what the hell that is, but I guess people are in desperate need of it. Well, that's that's nice of you. Yeah, it's like you're donating, but you're getting paid at the same time. Oh, that's good. Something about also going to bur- sperm No, donation. do not do that. Please do not do that. I'm kind of worried because I think you have to have like super, like, <laughs> have to be in shape and good looking. Yeah, you'll get track. like $9 for your sperm. Really? You might have to actually pay them. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't do right. that. Well, I'm just looking for like little outside the box <laughs> things to make I hear you, man. I, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I'll need, maybe I could use an assistant or something. Maybe it's, or, I have no money okay. either. All right. It's <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, Joe. We'll it's all right. It Hang in there. So we're calling Phil Baroni, who's fighting bare-knuckle boxing against Chris Levin pretty soon. Uh, see if he picks up the phone. You have reached the voicemail right, Calling him right now. See if he picks up. He's never picked up the first time we call. Ever. It's always like the third, fourth. I don't think he'll pick up here. I think I'm going to pick up when I call him through my phone. Bad. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Right. So you're training for bare knuckle boxing? On the bar right now, but 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 yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean you're at the bar? Like you're you're like drinking? Uh no, uh, we don't need FaceTime, we'll just do it right now. Wait, so why are you at the bar? Oh, yeah. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I like like it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Why am I at the bar? Why? <laughs> now, are you still living in, in uh, Stockton? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yep. okay. I'm in Lodi right now. You're in Lodi. Okay, now you're fighting Chris Lieben in bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Bare knuckle boxing. When's the, yeah. date, when's the date of this fight? Yes. When is this fight going to happen? Like eight weeks or some shit. Now, Chris... Le- What's the date, man? You don't know the date of this fight? <laughs> now, Chris... About eight weeks. Now, Chris Lieben is known for having the best chin in the history of the world. The guy is almost impossible to knock yeah. out. He's not going to be able to take my punches, though. Yeah, no, your punches, are gonna, they're going to they're gonna stop him. He's not going to be able to, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, even, it's not even a discussion. He's not going to be able to take my punches. And if he thinks he can't, it's going to be a really quick fight. Now, but, but he's a super tough guy. And, and, you know, who could be a harder fight in bare knuckles? His head's pretty fucking big and pretty fucking hard. Yeah, I know, but this is, this is your first bare-knuckle boxing fight, right? 
so fucking what? And then, uh, what are you talking about? You've seen Ben Uncle Boxing guys in Long Island for the last fucking 40 years. Yeah, but this is your first pro bare knuckle boxing. Ah, same shit. Uh, now you know. Okay, now is it you got? Is it a true? You have to worry about breaking your hands. You have to kind of not hit as hard as you can because you don't want to break your hands. I got what? Like I heard, according to Bobby, get, according to Bobby Gunn, you're not gonna break your hands. Okay. No. Well, what'd you say to me? According to Bobby Gunn, he says it's all about placement and not power when it comes to bare knuckles. So there's everything. All right. So now, are you getting good pay? Good money? Are you getting paid good money for this? I, 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 I don't, don't, don't want to fight, fight Bobby Gunn. Bobby Gunn's undefeated in bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can't <laughs> <laughs> fight me yet. All right. Now, how are we training for this? Are we training like with boxing gloves on? Are you punching people? I'm stocking, bro. I'm stocking, motherfucker. Are you training with the Diaz brothers? Boxing motherfuckers. I'm in a boxing gym. Yep. I'm boxing motherfuckers. Now, are you still smoking weed every day? No, I retired on the weed. This is my. I retired on the weed. We retired. No more weed for you. Yeah, I retired on the weed. Why? I'm going to win this fight. 100% I'm going to win this fight. All right. Now, your last fight, you killed the guy at King of the Cage. I mean, you oh, went yeah, out yeah, and yeah. fucking murdered that guy. All right. So, all right. Oh, yeah. So, how many rounds are you doing per week? We want to drink. Oh, hold on a second. Sorry. Oh, no, my bad. Wait, what do you want? Yo. How many rounds a week are you doing? I'm just... Yeah, just fucking. Who, who's the Yo, girl? Who's the girl you met? Wait, real quick, bro. Yeah, you fuck cock locking me again, motherfucker. Wait, right, who's this what girl? What are you talking about? Who's this girl? I'll send you a picture in a minute. Is she hot? Fuck yeah. Are you gonna bang her? I just did. You banged her at the bar? No. Oh, oh you banged her at your house. Drink. I'm sending you went her out. home. <laughs> yeah, I'm banging Uber. So you banged her at your house. You take her out for a drink. And you set her home yeah, in an Uber. on the grape farm. On the grape farm. Nice. On the, gra- now, did on you, the grape farm. Did you meet her on Tinder or Bumble or? I don't know. Where do we meet? <laughs> at a coffee shop. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, at a coffee shop. <laughs> now, a couple weeks ago, you tweeted out a dick pic. And it, it looked like it was your dick. I haven't seen your dick, but it kind of looked like your face in the background. And you just wrote dick pic. You see my dick. Now, now why did you tweet out your dick? <laughs> Somebody, so somebody hacked my phone. Picture. Oh, now have you got any porn offers Cheated. since people have you seen your dick? What? Any porn offers? I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you some new ones tomorrow. I don't want to see your dick ever again. No, have you gotten any porn <laughs> offers or people that like your dick or women that have been hitting you up? I got one machine in that. What do you? I, I, what do you got offers? What do you mean? I'm saying, it just seems like a lot of girls would like your dick. It was pretty big, I gotta say. It was a little crooked, uh, but you know. So what? It's a little banged. <laughs> it's a little banged up. Tell us crooked. See? What did she say? It's not crooked. It's not crooked. All right. Okay. So all right. Well, listen. So all right. So what's now? What's the goal here? So are you fighting King of the Cage again? I'm gonna knock. I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock this guy out. Knocking out Chris Lee. Ben Ox Box Champion of the World. I'm scared. I'm going to fight Bobby Gunn. Are you getting paid good money for this fight? Yeah, I'm going to be rich. Now, it also said you were on the Tito undercard, the undercard of Tito versus Liddell. You were going to fight, who was it? Uh, Belfort. No, oh, Vitor Belfort. Is that happening? 
He's afraid. He won't sign. Now, did you sign your contract? Oh, I said I'll take the fight. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll fight him. Who could, now? Who called you? De La Hoya called you, or Tito called you, or Chuck called? Who called you? Chuck's manager. Chuck's manager hit you up. Said, "Will you fight Vitor Belfort?" And you told him, yeah. ste- "Steroids Fuck optional, yeah. right? And do as many roids as you want." Yeah, take as many steroids as you want. And you were going to do steroids. Take as many as you want. I'm going I'm to take more. Take <laughs> your fucking ass. Take as many steroids as you want. By the way, I hung out. By the way, I hung out with AJ Amazon the other night. The guy that you did uh, the grappling match against. He said you put him in a can yeah, opener. He said he was he I was. Beat his ass. He said he was sore I for a couple days out. after the can opener. He said he was sore yeah. for a couple days. He said he was what? He said you were the strongest guy he's ever grappled against. Yeah, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the super. You know how good a wrestler I am. I can't listen, bro. I'm so black. Like like someone enjoyed like, the real deal. It's like someone enjoyed. Oh, they like this guy. They always in one of shows. He's gonna go in there and whoop me. You know what I mean? So I went to the gym for a week, remembered some jujitsu, and I smashed him. And they said he was a wrestler. I hit him with a, a Russian. That took him out with a Russian inside out. Trip. Well, he was a wrestler uh, too. He he, he wrestled I hit him also. With all my fucking all my moves. Well, he wrestles for Ohio State. He 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 wrestled for. I'm a two top all American. He's a piece of junk wrestler. <laughs> North Carolina. He's the fucking piece of junk. No, he wrestled for Ohio State under, under Tom Ryan. The, I used to wrestle at the, you know, at the New York AAC with Dean Morrison and, and the real fucking wrestlers. Not fucking some bullshit jiu-jitsu wannabe fucking steady-ass North Carolina wrestler. No, he wrestled for Tom he Ryan under Ohio State. He wrestled, for, he wrestled for Ohio State under, under Tom Ryan. Yeah, right. That's what he told me. Tom Ryan sucks too. I beat Tom Ryan's ass all, all, all the time anyway. Well, according to you said you wanted to wrestle Tom Ryan. I asked Tom Ryan. He said only if the match is over I four smash minutes. Tom Ryan. You would not smash. What? No fucking way would you smash Tom Ryan. Are you kidding me? No, Listen, no I would wreck Tom Ryan. My dick's bigger than Tom Ryan. You're out of your mind. You're no way you'd beat Tom I Ryan. Beat Tom, I used to beat Tom Ryan's assholes at college. Why did they went to a different school? Yeah, why did you get kicked out of Hofstra, by the way? Because I smashed Tom Ryan all the time. Wait, you, you got kicked out for beating the coach? Well, it's a long story, but I did some stuff on two guys, but anyway. Well, didn't you have the whole football team on steroids? I, 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 I invited, I, I showed the team the 42nd Street in, in Hempstead. Wait, I heard that you, you got the whole football team on steroids, and then they won the, the, whole, like, the championship that, that like, week, and then it got because of you. That was, that was a long, that, 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 that happened, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that too. <laughs> All right, so, so here we are, 2018. Phil Baroni is fighting Tom. No, no not Tom Ryan. Fighting Chris Lieben in yeah, bare knuckle Tom boxing, Ryan. and then and then you want to wrestle Tom Ryan. And you said you could smash. Yeah, I want to box. I want to. I want to box to dude. You know, I want to wrestle Tom. Well, Ryan no, because Gian Vellante told me that Tom used to smash him, and Gian Vellante is a big dude. I just smacked the shit out of Tom Ryan. Really. Tom Ryan was 165 pounds. But he still, he was like second in the, in the country. I'm so who cares? I think. I'm, I'm, so was I. I'm a beast. Tom I, Ryan. I know. You know me? <laughs> Tom Ryan. You think you could be Chris Wyman in wrestling? Yeah. Really? It would be a hard match, right? Yes. Come on. No, you're good. I would definitely beat him. I could definitely beat him. I'm not saying prime Bowen. I'm saying right now. I'll wreck Rockhold wrestling every day. So I, mean, I could definitely beat Chris Wyman. Who do you think wins that rematch, by the way, Rockhold or Weidman? I'm a super good wrestler. You know that? You I about? know you were a good wrestler. You were what, second in the state in New York high school. 
And then you wrestled, you were all American. Yeah, fucking freshman. Fuck. That's pretty amazing. Sophomore. It's pretty yeah. amazing. One of the county's freshman sophomore. And second, anyway. All right. So, and I, and I heard one and time, one I heard. State, I, there's, only one state, there's only one state champion in New York. And then I heard you and uh, you and what's his name got into and then, a. And then, and then he went to Penn State, John Lane, who's state champion that year. I heard you and Phil. Uh, heard, I heard that you and what's his name, um, uh, Jay Hieronymus, got into a fist fight during the weigh-ins where you were on the same team, and the coach was going to leave you in Buffalo. Yes, that is a true story. Why did you guys fight in the locker room and you were on his team? We always used to fight me, Jay. I got him. I got him in the UFC and, and fight me. He's a little homie, but he got tough that day. We had to, had to smack him around. You know what I mean? He's like 158 pounds, like Tom Ryan. You know what I mean? And so. All right. Now, is Chuck Zito going to be in your corner for the bare knuckle boxing fight? Yeah, Chuck Zito's going to be in my corner. For this fight, he's going to be in my corner when I knock out Dito Belfort. Chuck Zito's always in my corner. Well, I like it. I like it. Well, listen, Phil Baroni yeah. versus Chris Lieben. We don't know when it is, but it's going to happen soon. Uh, bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, it's, about, it's, about, it's about eight weeks, bare knuckle. <laughs> You're getting paid, what, like 50 grand, 100 no, grand, 200 grand? definitely not going to want to miss it. No, I'm making one I used to make for, 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 for fucking strike force. Nice. All right, I think that's good. Same deal. All right, now are, you, now are you cutting out sex for a month or two? What? Are you cutting out sex before your fight? Or Hold no? On. Let me <laughs> let me talk to this girl right now. Let me talk to this girl. What? Let me talk to this girl. Hold on. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, how are you? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So you just had sex with Phil Baroni about an hour ago. Sure did. And how was it? I don't kiss and tell. No, no. He says he's the best ever in bed. He says he does things to women that no one ever can do. Uh, is this true? Oh. Yeah, of course. Okay, so he made you orgasm and took care of you and took care of all your needs. <laughs> a lady doesn't kiss and tell. Uh, but I, Sorry. I, I'm not sure if you're a lady. Okay, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's good. That's good. Good for you. That that's good. Uh, hey, so, so would you? Hey, re- hold ask your household shoes. How tall are you? Six foot. Six foot. And how big are your boobs? Um, double D. Double D. Wow. And uh, what do you do for a job, for a living? So do, so, so, so do the math. All right. So she's double D, six foot. So she's a stripper? No, no. Uh, hmm. She's uh, a, a, a doctor, a banker? <laughs> no. Hmm. Well, she seems very happy. She said, she, she said you were very good. She's a, 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 a PA? A PA, whatever that is. A PA? PA. Per, a personal assistant? Whatever that is. A, a piece of ass. Listen. Physician's assistant. Physician's assistant. Oh, nice. Well, listen, Phil, keep up the good work. I can see that you're training hard, being at the bar. I train really hard. You're, you're, uh, yeah, uh, your dick is hard. Now, it's 4'11". I'm training. Oh, this is the stamina. Oh, the stamina is great. His stamina is great. It's like so, twenty times better. How long did he last? In, so he lasted. Like, two, so he lasted two minutes with you, or three minutes? No, hours. Hours. Wow, hours. That's crazy. And and did, all right, good for you. Now, doggy style, uh, re- reverse cowgirl, everything. Hello. 
All right. Well, thank you. It was very nice talking to you. I'll, I'll leave it to your uh, imagination. Uh, there you go. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm happy that you make Phil happy. Phil deserves to be happy. So. Yeah, it's me. All right. Listen, Phil, keep up the good work, man. Uh, I'm happy you make that. Okay. I, I love I'm you, brother. I'm going to send you a picture in a minute. So you, I'm going to send you a picture in a minute. I, I can't wait to see it. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. Bye. 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 All right. That was, uh, that was Phil Baroni. Wow. <laughs> Speechless, dude. <laughs> do I don't know what to say. <laughs> a lot of words. Yeah, that's a Phil Baroni, life coach. Uh, he's the man. He's, he's banging girls at four in the afternoon, taking them to bars. He's, uh, he's throwing down with Chris Lieben. He's, uh, you know. Well, oh, now I'm excited for his fight. <laughs> Ain't nobody saw a fight better than Phil Baroni. <laughs> Well, what do you have coming up, Ween Dog? I just dropped a new episode of the Paranormal Hour where I talk about uh, the early life of Jeffrey Dahmer. It's a two-part series. The second part is going to be dropping out this week. It's really good. A lot of people are saying they loved it. So check it out, the Paranormal Hour. Nice. All right. Uh, this Friday night, I'll be at the Ice House, 8 o'clock. Saturday, I'm at the Alhambra at the Azul Ultra Lounge. Uh, and then at the end, I'm in uh, the 30th of September. I'm in uh, the parlor in Bellevue, Washington. I'm in Springfield, Missouri at the Blue Room August 31st, September 1st. Chattanooga Comedy Catch September 6th to the 9th. Uh, Rochester, New York September 19th and 20th. And then uh, where, British Columbia Vancouver Laugh Line September 28th and 29th. Des Moines, Iowa October 4th, 5th and 6th. And uh, Cedar Rapids uh, October 12th. And uh, then Omaha, Nebraska, October 14th. Kansas City, Missouri at the uh, Improv, October 15th. If you go to shop on Amazon, go to my website first. Go to adamhunter.com, then click on the link, then buy whatever you want. I have a new CD, Adam Hunter Still Broke. You can get it on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Ween Dog, I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to be a father. By the next time I talk, you guys hear from me. Hopefully. Uh, No, it's going to happen. Love you guys. Bye.